This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. For the next four weeks, we're going to be having conversations here on the podcast based on the new Advent study written by several women here at Lifeway. Join us as we dive into this five-week study called Our Hope Has Come. It's available at lifeway.com slash hope. Join us as we celebrate God's kindness and choose to trust in His promises, even when the future seems uncertain. Yes, our hope has come, and at just the right time, He will be back. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hello and welcome to the Mark Podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Uh, week two of Advent. That's right. And um, this week we have our friend Carol Pipes on the show with us. Hello, hey. Carol. Hi, guys. Hi, Carol. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do here at Lifeway. All right. Well, um, as you said, I'm Carol Pipes. I am the Director of Corporate Communications here at Lifeway. Yeah. Have been in this role since, oh, 2017. And um, have been at Lifeway since 2012. Um, before I took on this role, I was editor of Facts and Trends magazine mm-hmm. and um, love working at Lifeway and have a wonderful team that I get to work with every day, like yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Well, Carol, yeah, so. I feel like Carol is like a holiday person. Oh, so yes. I feel like this is I mean, she's the perfect Here's what you to need have. to know about this yes. Carol brought props I did. for yes. our podcast recording, which yes. I love. And, yes. and it's Three Wise Men. And so, because that is what you wrote about for the Advent study. I wrote about the wise men. Yeah. So we're excited to dive in. We're going to cover kind of the questions from if you've just done week one of the Advent study. Um, We're going to kind of have our little group time, a group discussion time. And you can participate at home, you know, pause us and answer the questions yourself. Um, That would be so fun to see. Uh, Tag us if you do that. (laughs) If you you post it on social media. That's right. That'd be Um, good. Okay. So. The birth of Jesus. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. It's surprising in many ways. Mm-hmm. So yes. what are some of the biggest surprises that stand out to you? So you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. okay. You're ready to All answer right. this. <laughs> I am. We did talk about this a little bit before we came on and started recording. So for me, the biggest surprise, I think, is that God chose to come and dwell among us as a baby mm-hmm, like yeah. he humbled himself and became a baby mm-hmm. that he was fully god and fully a baby right yeah <laughs> and dependent on mary and joseph um to feed him and take care of him right and then if you really start pulling on that thread you look at 9 months before the birth and Jesus, God, is an embryo that's being formed in Mary's room, the creator of the universe, the one who holds all things together, right, is in the process of being formed <laughs> yeah. himself. It's just mind-blowing when you really think about that. Yeah, yeah. like God became the image of God. Yes. In a way. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that, I mean, I've talked about it on this podcast several times, <laughs> but the incarnation in itself is something that oh. I have just been dwelling on a lot this past mm-hmm. year and a half um, and just how like God is with us. And that is 
the whole story of scripture is like God being with us and right. trying to get back with us and right. trying so that we can be with him. And so he even came to earth as a human being right? Um, in the first century, like Middle East, which is not where like, I don't know that I would choose to be born at <laughs> that time right. in that place. And, you know, like it was not. They didn't have iPhones then. You right, know, right. Like, they didn't have and any of our modern I know, amenities. Deodorant. You yes. Know. All <laughs> the things. Well, and, and so I was just, even thinking about Colossians. I mean, I pulled yeah. it up just now because I'm thinking of Colossians 1. Right. Where it just talks. I have this? that in my oh, notes. My it's like, <laughs> yes. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn mm-hmm. over all creation. So that for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible. I mean, you just see this. He's before all things, and yeah. by him all things mm-hmm. hold together. But yet, you're right, Carol. Gave it a yeah, bite. yeah. He's he holds all things together. But you know, during that nine months, right? He's being formed inside yeah. of Mary's womb, and it gives you a whole new perspective mm-hmm. about the power of God. Right? Oh yeah. Thinking yeah. about that, yeah. yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, so true. And like perspective on. Mary, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. to that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yes. You got to keep him alive. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and I mean, I know that it was like divine, and you know, mm-hmm. God, God has that. You know, right. But at the same time, I feel like that would be like, oh my goodness, I am. You know, it's like the song "Mary, Did You Know," where oh, right, you're just right. like, how much did she realize right. as she was um, nursing him and changing his diapers and right. all that kind of stuff. And doing like, all the things that parents do to right. raise their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's pressure on every mother. Like, oh, yes. you do feel a sense of accomplishment. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we made it another day. We made it another week. And right. I've seen those, like, to-do lists, keep all the little people alive. Yes. Like, yes. The, just keep all the kids alive. To that keep, is the to-do list. Yeah, just keep the Son of God alive. Yeah, keep yeah, it, yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. I want to hear y'all's answers. Oh, what okay. was surprising I, to you guys? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree that that's probably the most surprising. I also think, like, just the shepherd story mm-hmm. is really cool to me because they were such um like ostracized people and they were not the most popular people right. and they get to learn about this first and be the first people to come and worship this yeah. baby and that is god of the universe and just even how much they were able to comprehend that as well um it, that whole narrative to me is surprising because mm-hmm. it's like he went to them first to tell them those the good news but then also just like their ability to be like Oh, this is a big deal. Like, yeah. I need to go and tell they everybody did about it. That. Yeah, they did comprehend mm-hmm. it. And so, um, and just what that would have looked like to the city dwellers in that time. Right. And yeah. um, so, just thinking through that that's the means. And I love that about our God that He does that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That He so, so very often yeah. uses just ordinary people. Yeah. Absolutely. And subverts whatever we might think right. would happen. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking this week, I mean, our Bible study, we were talking about the prophecy of Simeon there in Luke yeah. 2 mm-hmm. and how he sees that the he's been waiting his whole life for mm-hmm. the Messiah and he proclaims the Messiah. And you just think, what what insight, like what, this, mm-hmm. and it says the Spirit of God was on Simeon. Yeah, so right. he had in this insight of the Spirit. Um, but to, to know that, the, the finally, like mm-hmm. he's come, and yeah. and I know that he didn't come in the way that a lot of people thought right. that the Messiah would come, um, 
but you just think about that culture and the time in which it happened and it's like but god chose that time in that place mm-hmm. and that and the like 400 wonder. years of silence where they hadn't heard yeah. anything and yeah absolutely yeah. boom here's a baby yeah. <laughs> yeah. another another piece of the story that i love and i don't know that i fully understood it as a child growing up and i think it's probably part of the story that maybe kind of gets skipped over, not really looked at, but Elizabeth carrying John the Baptist, who was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. At conception. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and that moment where Mary comes to visit Mm -hmm. and the baby inside of her leaps. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit in John the Baptist recognizes Jesus and Mary. I mean, that's I just got just, chills like thinking about that. Like, yeah, such a cool piece of the story that I yeah. feel like doesn't get really talked about no. or studied very often. And I often wonder about like the childhood of John as well. Like, yeah, because he was a weird guy. Like, <laughs> he was a little, and, he was a little strange, yeah. What was that like? Yeah. You know, um, raising him. Yeah. You know, exactly. So, it's just mm-hmm. lots of surprising things yeah. happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And wow. surpri- I don't know. If surprising is the word. Maybe surprising is the best word. Maybe just awe-inspiring or wonderful i don't know yeah i think it's just not the way that we would have done it right if we're if we're thinking through this we would have done it completely different and so yeah yeah which is surprising and awe-inspiring yeah yeah Yeah. all right you want me to go to the next question here okay so we're gonna look at luke 1 and we're gonna look at verses 26 through 33 and i I don't know if this is all of it or not i'm looking at my notes it is i i copied and pasted it you're so good okay so it says in the sixth month The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. There's a lot. We could just stop there and talk about all of (laughs) that. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. So what are some things that you guys learn about Jesus from just Gabriel's statement to Mary? What are some of the things that you see in that? Well, I um, was recently studying Ruth in my small group, and we talked about the genealogy um, Mm. and how the the women that are in the genealogy are all like marked by scandal um, Mm. and in some way or another. And so it's just so interesting that it's like this is the line that he came from. And when we read the Old Testament, like we see that from Genesis where – you know, Israel has Mm. these 12 sons and it's, you know, I don't know. It's just cool to see, like, it was surprising to us. And I think it was surprising to them at the time, but at the same time, it's like, God's like, I've been telling you this from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, this is where he's going to come. And like, I mean, literally from Genesis three, he's been telling us, this is the plan. Like, we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But they've been waiting for about a I don't right. know, hundreds of, years, hundreds of years. And the plan was not yeah. God's afterthought. Right, it was right, God's right, right. Yes. Yeah. So we have been studying at church um, the book of 
Acts. Mm -hmm. And most recently, we've been looking at Stephen's message. And, you know, he takes them through the Old Testament, basically. And, you know, this scripture that we've just talked about in Luke is basically talking about Jesus being the fulfillment Mm -hmm. of the promise given to Abraham and Jacob. And Stephen tells that story as well um, in his sermon. And just, I love that all of scripture is pointing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just a great reminder that yeah. And and a reminder that God fulfills his promises. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you Kelly? Is there anything that you learned? Well, I mean, you know, it's just um I I just think about Gabriel and his um like kind of his assignment. Mm-hmm. He was always mm. the messenger. Yeah. You know, he's the he's the angel of, of the message of the of the messenger. And so um, can you I just cannot even imagine what that was like to even be Mary, you know, and I, and I always think, you know, we have these perceptions and wrong. Like there are just so many wrong things that we think about angels. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and we're not going to get into that whole discussion because I have very, like, very oh, strong no, thoughts oh, no. about that. But um, to know that like, that God sent Gabriel to give Mary this incredible mm-hmm. message, right. this teenage girl, you yes. know, who had no idea no. that she would be the one that right. the Lord would pick. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love her response. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who would have had that response? I mean, I, <laughs> at as that a teenager, age, no. Yeah. Yes. I don't um, even know now. I mean, really, all she asked was, so how is this going to happen? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she didn't say, why me? <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. that I would have had so many other questions. Right. But she just kind of asked the the logical <laughs> yeah. question. Logistically, yes, how, logistically is how is this going to work? Logistically, how is this going to work? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Based on that, what would be her Enneagram number, Elizabeth? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, because later she ponders things in her heart. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be a fascinating discussion. Uh, Enneagram numbers of <laughs> people in the Bible. Yeah. Um, let's not. Do yeah, that. let's not do that uh, for Advent for sure. Uh, At its heart, Advent is a celebration of Jesus's birth. Why was Jesus's birth the fulfillment of hope for people in the first century? And Carol, I really want to hear from you on that because you talked about the wise men um, Mm -hmm. in your lesson. And then why is that a fulfillment of our hope as well? Oh, gosh. (laughs) So just this little tiny question. (laughs) I know. So the first century. Yes. You have to think about the the Jewish people. And I'm not a. I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm not a historian. Neither are we. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do know that, you know, you have the the Jewish people who are living in first century um, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Bethlehem, um, Judea, and they're an oppressed people. Yeah. It, it has been, what, 400 years mm-hmm. since they've heard anything from God. Right. So there's this been this long period of silence. And I'm sure by then there has to be I'm they're still waiting. Yeah. They know that there's this this promise of mm-hmm. the Messiah coming. But goodness, after four hundred years you do have to start to wonder 
were they starting to think that maybe God wasn't going to fulfill his promise? Um, obviously, you do have people um, in, in the scripture that we read about that were, that were waiting right. and were looking for this. Mm-hmm. Simeon is one yeah. Yeah. Um, that we talked about earlier. So, I mean, the hope that they had when Jesus came mm-hmm. um, to that particular time and place um, is is amazing. Yeah, that he yeah. that he came and chose to come at that point at that in time. time. And right. even when you just, I mean, when you were saying, you know, the four hundred years, I'm sitting here going, okay, it's 2021. Mm-hmm. Let's just go back four hundred years. Yeah, we were in a country, you know. Oh yeah, and yeah, true. Look at the 1600s. I mean, like. So that kind of gives you that perspective of how long is 400 years right. of waiting. Yeah. And think, and I think the hope you kind of go, well, I don't know. Did we hear it wrong? Did we get the wrong? Right. Because, I mean, they're now like yeah. how many generations removed from yeah. hearing a prophet talk, like give the words of God, you know, because right. 400 years is at least four generations, <laughs> probably right. more. Um, and so, you know, you're just like, well. This is what I've heard, but is it true? Because yeah. I haven't seen it, and it's right. been 400 years. And, and everybody keeps was, saying. And life was so hard for them. Yeah. We can't forget that. Life That's was just right. so hard for them um, in, in the time that they lived mm-hmm. politically. Right. Things were very. And they're looking for a political leader. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The incarnation is the reason why we exist. <laughs> the reason why we're here mm-hmm. doing this podcast. Right. Um, and so I think. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, like from from Genesis 3, they've been looking for this savior mm-hmm. to save them. Mm-hmm. And they at times thought it was a political savior. They thought it was a someone to save them from the hardships of the day, but it's ultimately to save all of us from death. And so right. that's um I mean that to is save the hope us, fulfilled. Yeah, save us from death, but and also save us into right. a right relationship with God. Yeah. I mean into their the family, family yeah, of God. into the family yeah. of God and being able to um, have direct access right. to the God of the universe yeah. through our relationship with Jesus Christ. Which is so much more than they could even imagine. Like, I mean, oh, just think about that. They're right. looking for a political leader to free them from like right. Roman uh, rule. Right. And instead they get a God incarnate who <laughs> came to earth to save them for eternity. For eternity. And also, um, yeah, they can now be heir, co-heirs with Christ. Yeah. And like, I just think about, like, that message to them is, like, I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. I just I mean, keep saying that. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> it's a greater yeah. message yeah. than really probably what they had in their oh, minds. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the hope today, too, goes even back to, you know, Carol, you wrote about the wise men, mm-hmm. but they were most likely the first Gentiles mm-hmm. to hear right. the message. Yep. And so we benefit. But we're exactly. not Jewish girls sitting right. here in this room. <laughs> right. And so you think about that hope was given to all of us. All of us. Right. Not just. All I mean, of us. he came for a people, but he came for the world. Yeah. Wow. Right. What a again people expanded. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which again goes back to the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham, right? Where God told That's him true. he would be a blessing to all, all people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Father of many nations. Yes. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. good. So. That's good, you guys. All right. So, um, the people that we meet in the Christmas story, 
they each respond to the news of Jesus' birth differently. So which person's response feels most in line with your relationship with Jesus today? Ooh, this is an interesting question. Yeah, okay. it is. So, I think this hmm. is hard because I think on any given day, it could yes. be different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So today, it, the question does say today. Oh, today. <laughs> well, I wasn't Which, sure if you meant like yeah, today yeah. or just in general. You can answer today. it either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys go first on this. Which person's response I'm feels most in line with your relationship with Jesus today and why? The people we meet in the Christmas. There's a lot of people. So, there's so yeah, I'm trying to think of all the all the yeah, different people. The characters. Um, so I'm yeah, going to answer it a there. little differently. Okay. 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 Go for it. I'm going to say, I'm going to answer it in the, here's who I would want okay. to respond, like in the way they responded. Anna. Yes. Oh. I yeah. love I Anna. Love Anna too. And I love her just daily devotion to God. And that when she heard the news, she simply praised God and told other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very I mean, simple. Very simple. And that's what I would want my response mm-hmm. to God and relationship to God to be every day. Yeah. Just a simple praise him every day and tell others. Yeah. And I think that's most of the people in the Christmas story, like the other than Mary and Joseph, um, everybody's just like, oh, I need to go see, the, like worship this our new king and then tell other people about it yeah i think of the wise men too Mm. and how they kind of responded by they're like we gotta go check this out which i i identify with that a little bit like i need to know for myself like Mm. is this really happening like what's going on and so i can identify with that of like we're gonna go see but then they were still very um open to the to god's leading because you know they have a dream and they're like oh we need to make sure we yep. share this and and go back a different way and you know follow follow God's leading yeah. even though they were maybe n- not worshipers you right. know like before this and right. so just thinking through that like they're a fascinating group of people yes. to think about um their response Definitely. as well yeah okay so I'm going to I'm going to take a totally different okay. like aspect okay do it i think if i were to think you know, how I would respond, like most in line with my relationship with Jesus. Sometimes I think I'm sometimes like Zachariah, mm-hmm. where I feel very religious. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the right things. I'm going in front of the Lord and he tells me something. And then I'm like, no, you're not. And he's <laughs> like, right. I'm going to show you. Like, yeah. I just, I'm just going to shut you up <laughs> and you're going to see me yep. work. You're going to see me work even when you don't you don't believe me yeah. and so i can probably relate to zechariah just a little bit yeah I'm i like, can relate to that i well. can i can too yeah. there are days where i'm more like zechariah than i am like anna yeah. yeah and for sure like i would love to be like mary or joseph mm. who oh, just yeah. are like okay <laughs> like i'll do what you <laughs> okay. have for me yeah. let's do this <laughs> yeah i mean i can't imagine being that i keep saying that phrase but i really can't imagine being them and um and just think about how much they like Joseph just mm-hmm. like stepped up to the plate and was like, "All right, this is what." I wish we talked more about Joseph. I, I just think he's the man. Like <laughs> yeah. he really is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For him to just accept, like you know, accept what he saw. The angel came and told him, and they're both just like accepting that as right. Okay, sounds yep. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though there would be repercussions. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. And what people would think 
about them. Oh, my goodness. How many times do we make decisions based on what we think people are going to think about us? Absolutely. And (laughs) so thankful for the model of Mary and Joseph to just say, okay, whatever, whatever you will, your will be done. For sure. Yeah. Okay. What is something... We're, we're doing a twist on our usual question. Oh, wait. So, no, oh. I I really worked on this question. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, no you go ahead. It's this question. Oh, okay. We sent it to All you. Right. But we okay. normally ask what is something that has marked you in your life. Right. Okay. So we're doing a slight twist for oh, Advent. Okay. All right. Yes. So what is something you learned in writing for this study or recently in okay. your life Okay. that has marked you? Right. So we were just talking about the wise men Mm -hmm. and that was what i wrote about Mm -hmm. um for this study which i am so glad i got um assigned the wise men because had not really spent a whole lot of time really studying um that part of the story and the thing that stood out to me as i was working on this study was that they had seen the star Mm -hmm. at its rising Mm -hmm. and decided they were going to go and find out what that star meant Mm -hmm. they had a we learned from scripture that they did have at least a general idea that had something to do with the king of the jews being born Mm -hmm. um and so they go and they start following the star now here's the thing i kind of always thought the star was always there Mm -hmm. and they followed it the whole way right at some point the star went away because when they want, when they arrive in Jerusalem, they're asking around. Oh yeah, right. And they're saying, "Where, where is the King of the Jews? Where is he being born?" Um, and Herod gets wind that there's uh-huh. these guys in town asking around, and so he goes to his religious leaders mm-hmm. and says, "Okay, what do, what do you know about this? What do the prophets say?" And so they say, "Well, the prophets say that um, the King of the Jews would be born in Bethlehem." So, you know, Herod secretly meets with the wise men, and he's got this whole plot and tries to trick them into being a part of his plot to kill Jesus. Um, And it says, you know, the wise men leave Mm -hmm. the presence of the king, and the star appears again. Mm. And so that's why we know that at some point the star went away, because Mm. for it to appear again, it had to have gone away. Uh And so I love that when they needed the star to guide them to Jesus. And uh-huh. scripture says the star then guided them to where Jesus and Mary and right. Joseph were. That at that moment when they needed it, God provided that star again. That uh-huh. thing that had first set them on the journey mm-hmm. showed up again and helped them finish the journey, yeah. which I just love That's that. That's great. Yeah, and yeah. isn't it crazy? It's, I shouldn't, crazy is not the right word. Amazing, wonderful, uh-huh. how God works his plan. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's just not always the way we think that God or that a plan should work. Right. You know, he often just gives us a little piece mm-hmm. of the plan and we have to obey. And then he opens up more parts of the plan to us yeah. and shows us the way when we need to be shown. Um, and that just really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, and as I was working on this, yeah. on this study, yeah, and I don't then, know that I didn't realize that either. And then I also had not really thought about the fact that God uses these wise men who bring these gifts 
these very valuable mm-hmm. gifts mm-hmm. that probably helped provide the means for right. Mary and Joseph and Jesus to make their trip to Egypt. Right. Yeah. yeah so, that's you know, yeah. God uses these men from way far away yeah. to bring them gifts that would help them yeah. on their journey. Mm-hmm. These um, men who were kind of just like, Curious, curious. Like, right. It doesn't seem sure. like they're they're not you, believers. Yeah, so sure. they're just like we got to check this out, right? So there were a lot of things in the yeah. study that I that learned and just that I learned and um, marked me yeah. Yeah. that God uses yeah. very strange ways to um, to work out His purposes. Yeah. When you were talking about that, Carol, it reminded me, and I think I've said this maybe in another interview, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. but I was at the taping of Christy McClellan's new study that's coming out in 2022, mm-hmm. and she uses the illustration that, and she says this over and over again, she said, in the first century, Greeks had a thirst for knowledge, like that was what they were known for, was knowledge. Mm-hmm. Romans were known for power, mm-hmm. but the Jews were known, their, their thing that they were known for was light. Mm-hmm. And when you look at a lot of things, even Hanukkah, the lights right. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, but, that makes sense. But the light that was the star right. was yeah. Jesus yeah. that they were pursuing. And they were not Jewish, so we know that. But right. still, that Jesus yeah. came and, like, there was light. Yeah. And we, and he calls himself, you know, light. I mean, right. like, he is yeah. Yeah. He's he's the, the light. light of the world. So yes. that just, I don't know why that has stuck with me since mm-hmm. I heard her say that. But it, just over and over again, that theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. seems to come and it's come definitely out. a theme like you can see throughout scripture mm-hmm. um like in the beginning yeah he made light, he made right? light. and so um and the Shekinah yeah. glory of god right Ooh, yep. look at that and, and like, in isaiah the, the prophecy presence. about jesus says a light has dawned yeah. you know like right. and, and psalm says thy word is a lamp unto my feet yeah. a light, light yeah for my path absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could just carry that theme. I know. We could. Yeah. All the way to Revelation, girls. (laughs) Yes. But I did really enjoy working on this study. And, you know, Scripture doesn't give us a whole lot of indication of who these men were. Right. Right. It really doesn't. But, you know, I had fun looking to see what different biblical scholars said about them. Um, you know, some would say they were Persian philosophers. Mm-hmm. Others say they were, you know, kings or statesmen mm-hmm. from another far off land. But the one I loved the most, and, you know, I don't know. Right. We're all just taking our best right. guess. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Is that, you know, they were astrologers from the what would have been ancient Babylon mm. and would have been studying manuscripts that could have been passed down from the time of Daniel. Yeah, the exile. And oh, the and exile. Really fun to think about. And yeah. It really is kind yeah. of fun to think that, you know, God caused his people to go into exile. Mm-hmm. And then these so wise, many yeah. years later, yeah. these wise men are reading and studying these manuscripts, yeah. possibly. And that could be why they were preserved in the first place, is right. because they were in Babylon, which was like a metropolis. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And so that would have given them some kind of indication. They had to have gotten some kind of indication mm-hmm. that the light meant something about the birth of right. the Jewish king. Right. The king of the Jews. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just thought that was really a fascinating part of 
my study yes. as I was working yeah. on this. Thank you, so. Carol, for writing for I us. Know. Thank yeah, you for doing that. And for coming on Absolutely. to talk about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, Christmas. So listeners, okay, you're ready for week two. Dive yes. in. We've given you a little preview. Right. So uh, we're just we're praying for you as you get continue through the Advent study and be back with us next week as we talk about week three. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.